Hi and welcome. So today I thought I would talk about why people struggle with dieting and it's really common and you're not on your own. Dieting is hard and sometimes it's to do with your mindset as well. So if you're going into a dieting phase with a fixed mindset and telling yourself, okay, it's going to be hard, I'm going to have to restrict X, Y and Z, it's got to be painful, I've got to be struggling for it to for it to work. Dieting does not need to be painful. You can make your diet work for your lifestyle. So go into a dieting phase phase with a growth mindset and understand that yes, you will face challenges and it won't always be easy. If it was easy, then nobody would ever need to diet. So understand that yes, some days will be harder than others and there'll be more challenges at certain times of the year, you know, when you've got more social events, you've got holidays booked. So you will always be faced with challenges, but it's how you respond to those challenges. And if, for example, you were going on holiday and you've been dieting up, up, up to the point of you going on holiday, well, when you're away, rather than say, right, I'm not on a diet now, I'm on a holiday, I'm going to eat and drink exactly what I want, why not just continue with the behaviours that you'd implemented before the holiday? So still mindfully eating, still looking at your portion control, still focusing on your protein and your water intake. And if when you are on holiday, it is quite easy for it to get to 12 o'clock and you think you'll have your first drink. Just push that back. You wouldn't do that at home. And just because you're on holiday doesn't mean that you you can't implement some of the habits while you're away. You can still have a good time without overindulging. So going into a dieting phase with more of an open mindset, understanding that, yeah, it will be harder at times, but you're going to respond to things a little differently to how you normally do. So if, for example, you're eating in a deficit, Yes, you will be hungry because you're not used to eating in a deficit, which is why you have been putting on body fat. So you have been consuming more calories than your body needs to gain that body fat. And to create a deficit, you need to be eating less calories than you're burning. So yes, you will you will feel hunger at points, but that isn't a bad thing. Like sometimes it's so easy to to just satisfy that hunger as soon as you feel it. So, you know, sometimes maybe when you've come in from work and you're feeling peckish, so you start raiding the snack cupboard or the fridge, even though you have got a dinner planned. So what you can do is sit with that hunger, know that your meal is coming up, you're cooking it, you're preparing it. So you can wait. Just taking some time to sit with that hunger will give you so much more control over your food intake. And and also, if you know that you have a meal come in, you know you haven't got long to wait either. So you can hold off for another 
half an hour or however long it's going to take you to cook your meal. And opting for foods that are more satiating. So just because you feel full doesn't mean you feel 100% satisfied. So if you're cutting out lots of fats and carbs from your meals and only bulking it up with vegetables and salads, you might not necessarily feel satisfied even though you feel full. So that could lead you to then head for maybe something sweet or, you know, something savoury, some crisps and dips or, you know, cheese and biscuits, whatever it is. So try and add extra fat and carbs to your main meals. You don't need to restrict these foods. And again, this is another reason why people often struggle with dieting because they feel like they need to cut out foods, that some foods are good and some foods are bad. If we stop labelling foods like this, then you end up giving it this giving it this moral value. There are no good or bad foods healthy or unhealthy, dirty, clean, whatever it is. Food is just food. So stop putting and labelling foods into these categories because it isn't helping you. Because if you, for example, see chocolate as something bad, something naughty, something you shouldn't be eating, then every time you do eat that chocolate bar, you'll feel guilt. You'll feel this sort of shame that you shouldn't be eating this, that it's not healthy, it's not good for you. But chocolate is not bad for you. Fruit is not bad for you. But everything is bad for you if you overconsume on those particular types of food. So with chocolate, I would say if if that's something that you really enjoy then incorporate it into your diet. You don't need to ban chocolate or any other foods like cakes, donuts, those higher calorie foods. You don't need to ban them. But you do need to have some element of control because if you are sitting in a calorie deficit and you want to drop body fat, then you can't you, you can't have all of those foods all the time. So you can't have those higher calorie dense foods the majority of the time because you won't be sitting in a deficit and you will not drop body fat. So the best way to incorporate these foods is to allow some in your diet. So chocolate bar, have a chocolate bar every single day if that is what you really enjoy. But then take the time to sit down and really enjoy it. And don't feel guilty for having having a chocolate bar. There's no need to shame yourself because you're enjoying a higher calorie food. Yes, you do need to make some sacrifices, but that doesn't mean you have to sacrifice everything that you love, that you enjoy eating and drinking. So some of the sacrifices you might have to make are perhaps with your breakfast and your lunch, you stick to higher nutritious meals and perhaps for your dinner, have a little bit more freedom. So if you are tracking calories, for example, it's quite easy to sort of have similar types of breakfast and lunches majority of the time during the week because it it leads to less decision fatigue. You 
don't have to think about what you're going to have. So if you have, if you choose similar breakfasts and lunches and just rotate them, maybe have three or three to five different meals and just rotate them over the weeks. And it means that you're not having to track all the time because if you're having something similar the majority of the time, then it makes tracking that little bit easier because you know roughly how much how many calories are in that particular meal. And with regards to dinner, yes, give yourself a little bit more freedom, but make sure that you're introducing lots of protein. And I would say aim for a palm size of protein and then build your meal around it. So add in your carbs and your fats and actually sit down and enjoy the food that you're eating. So a lot of the time, why people struggle with, say, feeling full after a meal is because they're distracted. And if you often sit in front of the TV to eat your meal, you're not focusing on what you're eating. So you're not going to be aware of your hunger and satiety levels. So it's, I mean, how often have you sat there, maybe in front of the TV with a family-sized bag of Doritos, and before you know it, you've eaten half a bag? but you don't actually recognise that, you know, you've actually consumed however many calories because you've mindlessly sat there and eaten eaten those crisps. So a good way to really check in with your hunger and satiety levels is to actually eat without distraction. And that's to sit at the table and not have your phone next to you or your laptop in front of you and actually just sit there and you know have a conversation and put your fork and knife down after every mouthful so you slow down and really think about your satiety levels so and satiety levels and your fullness levels so they're two different things so your satiety is how satisfied you are after a meal and then your fullness is obviously how full you feel after a meal and sometimes you can feel full after a meal but not feel satisfied so just make sure that you're having, you know, different meals in the evenings. Like you don't have to have the same thing every single night of the week. And, you know, it's good to introduce new recipes, new flavours, new herbs, new spices, and just add a bit more excitement to those meals so that you really, really do enjoy them. So eat without distraction and really think about your fullness levels and your satiety levels. And Maybe even after a meal, rate how satisfied you are. And if you're not satisfied and you feel like you still need something else, well, what could you add to that meal that would make it more satisfying? And sometimes, especially with the flexible dieting dieters, um, who would argue, oh, well, I can, it fits within my calories, so I can have it. Of course you can have it. Of course you can have any food that you choose. But just because it fits in your fits within your calories doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. So for example, if you were out and you decided to go to a McDonald's drive-through and got yourself a Big Mac large fries and a Diet Coke, you're looking at nearly a thousand calories there. Whereas if you made a home-cooked meal, a thousand calories would give you a pretty decent-sized meal. 
Whereas with the McDonald's, yes, you 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 might feel full afterwards, but that soon fades. Like you, that food doesn't offer you really any nutritional value. So you'll find that you feel hungry within an hour or two. Whereas if you ate a thousand calories for your for your dinner, that would keep you full. And you wouldn't need to then head to the snack cupboard. You wouldn't then need to head for something extra after your meal because you would be satisfied. And this is where with coaching, we can work on making your diet work for you because not everybody will eat three meals a day or some people might like to have six meals a day have smaller but more meals within the day. It, everybody is different. So it's about finding something that works for you. And for me personally, I actually quite like to have the majority of my calories for my dinner because I know that I'm less likely to head to the kitchen for more food because I know that I've consumed a lot of calories and I know that I feel satisfied and sometimes just knowing that you've eaten more calories does the trick so if for example you were given a low fat ice cream compared to a full fat like say Ben and Jerry's ice cream you would feel more satisfied after eating the Ben and Jerry's than you would the diet ice cream, because you know that there's more calories in that Ben and Jerry's. So you will feel more satisfied from eating that higher calorie ice cream. So it's the same with your meals. If you know that something has more calories, you will enjoy it more rather than if, for example, you did something plain and boring like a chicken breast with broccoli and rice that's not really exciting. Yes, it's nutritious, but you're probably going to end up wanting to head to the kitchen cupboard. So it's about making your diet work for you and basing your meals around your lifestyle as well. So choose foods that you actually enjoy eating. There's no point forcing yourself to eat uh, steamed fish and veg all week if that's not something that you enjoy. And Another reason why some people might struggle with dieting is because they opt to do a diet for the short term and they don't think about the lifestyle changes, the habits that need to happen for you to be able to maintain any results. So sometimes people will, like just before a holiday or a special event, say to themselves, right, okay, I am going to do a six, eight week shred, um, a follow a meal plan and lose the weight. And yes, if you can adhere to it, you will lose the weight. But then what happens when you stop following the plan? So I've worked with lots of people that have done things like Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Body Coach, and meal replacement um, drinks, all sorts. And it's the same with every person. They will follow the plan and see some, you know, sometimes pretty amazing results. But then they find that when they stop doing that plan, 
the weight creeps back on. And the reason for that is because you need to continue with the habits and behaviours that you were doing on that particular diet. And if you can't see yourself doing whatever plan you're doing, if you can't see yourself doing that for the long term, then it will never work. You'll keep going back to that same diet over and over again because it worked last time, so you're going to do it again. But the thing is, it didn't work because if you can't maintain those results, that diet does not work for you. So stop trying to think short-term and think about the daily habits that you need to put in place, those process goals that you need to be ticking off each and every day, and that's forever. And it doesn't, it doesn't need to be as scary as it sounds. Like it's, it's not as hard as you think. You're imagining it to be re- like a real struggle, really painful, but it's not. It's small, consistent behaviors that if you do it, do them over and over again, they become, they become habitual. And I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, you will, always want to work out because you won't you won't always want to eat highly nutritious foods because you won't but it's about what you do the majority of the time the same consistent steps that you take every single day so if you can even get yourself out for an extra 10 minute walk every day that adds up over the week that's 70 minutes a week that you've added on top of your normal step target if you can up your water intake from one litre to one and a half, that will help. If you can increase your sleep and maybe push it up to seven hours instead of six, that is going to benefit you because sleep, your, your sleep will, re- re- can't speak, your sleep will regulate your hunger. So if, you, if you're not getting good quality sleep, then your hunger will also go up. So also, when you're tired, you tend to make poorer food choices, and you know you might skip your workout. You don't show up for yourself the way that you want to. So it is about making small, consistent changes and sticking with them. Adding more fruits and veg to your meals, increasing your protein intake, and you don't have to do it all in one go either. If you feel like, oh my gosh, that's so much, well. Just tackle one target at a time. Maybe first off, focus on increasing your step target. And, you know, after a month, see if you can then add in one more target and so on. And, you know, just building those habits up slowly will get you where you want to where you want to be. If fat loss is your goal and you're putting all these habits into place, well, the fat loss will happen. Just don't wait for it. Just continue living your life, but just continue with those habits and your mindset will change and you'll feel so much better about yourself. And don't worry how quickly you you get to your end goal. It doesn't matter. As long as you're enjoying the process and you can remain consistent, then it doesn't matter how long it's going to take you. It will take as long as it takes. If you found this podcast useful, I would love it if you could share it or tag me in to your stories and let me know your thoughts. 
And if you want to talk to me about coaching, I'll add my contact details in the show notes, but you can catch me on Instagram. So just feel free to drop me a message. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this one and I'll catch you on the next.